Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. Tis the season for chicken fingers at Raisin Cane's. Warm up with hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers, crispy, crinkle-cut fries, garlicky, buttered Texas toast, and the real source of holiday magic, cane sauce. And while you're treating yourself, don't forget to treat everyone on your list to Cane's gift cards and New York City-inspired plush puppies that benefit pet organizations. Happy holidays from Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love. The Custard TV Podcast. Afternoon, evening, morning. Perhaps uh, if you listen to this on, where do you listen to the podcast, Matt? Are you still at the gym when you listen? I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm walking into work, walking from work. You know, just generally about or at the gym. D- ditto. Apart from the gym, I used to listen to quite a while. No, get away! No, you lie. <laughs> I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website. Not going to the gym at the moment. Uh, the other non-gym member is uh, Gary in the London area. Hello. And Gary and I have actually been doing this podcast for five years now, can you believe? Now, Ever- guys, what have, you got each- what have you got each other for your anniversary? So five years is medallions or something. <laughs> medallions? All oh, right, crikey. <laughs> Basically, we've been doing Wood. This- wood. <laughs> I've got wood of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> As your... Um... Sort of debate started as a UK US. That's the yeah. sort of traditional UK one is wood. In modern US, is silverware. Well, actually, I did get you silverware, didn't I, Gary? You did, yes. I that's did. quite right. You got, I me got a an Amazon for voucher for Christmas, and I which... bought silverware with it. God, you, I bet you look forward to next year where it's uh, sugar is the sixth anniversary. Oh blimey, I'll be dead by the end of it. <laughs> Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast? Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV Podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. I finished the first part of the season of Designated Survivor. We talked about this a while back on um, on the podcast. It's on Netflix in Fox in America. Uh, but it's on Netflix. Now, basically, this is what... It's not, Keith it's on CBS in America. It's on CBS, I knew that, yeah. I went back to it, and it's got really, really good. Um, it's got a wonderful sort of terrorist plot side of it, which is headlined by an actress called Maggie Q, who was the lead in Nikita um, that was cancelled a few years ago. And then, obviously, Keith are dealing with the more political side of it. It's just fantastic. It's like a kind of, like, 24 meets the West Wing. And I think Maggie Q's pretty good, actually, you know, as this kind of FBI agent. So the first 10 episodes are all available on Netflix, and the next lot are going to be released in about mid-March and on a weekly basis, so I'm looking forward to it. I think Scrap Riverdale, if you like blooming high school dramas, watch Figs and Geeks, it's the king of of that. I've tried that a few times and I just haven't got on with it. It was one of the things you said you'd never tried that was on the list that you said that you I've tried it since. I don't believe you. Anyway, I just go don't on. Tell you everything, you know. Sheesh. You should. That's Mom. what these meetings are for. 
Oh, I thought we were recording a podcast. No, this was alcohol. I didn't realise I was, I didn't I was uh, reporting in. Sorry. You know. The reviews then, with Matt's help. Hello. Hi. Uh... Hi. Well, we have to. I think we have to open uh, with uh, some waves crashing against some cliffs and. Oh, we're yeah, doing the uh, cruise with Jane McDonald. Yes, cru- oh, cruising with Jane McDonald. Did you watch that yeah, on Goggles? I couldn't believe that. So, yeah, so Broadchurch we're talking about, obviously. Oh, not is... the cruising thing. Not the cruising. Oh. That'll be at the end. Any other business. It really is a meeting. Yeah. Uh, Where are the biscuits? You, would you like to lead this? Because you did go to the I screening actually, and have yeah. a so I'll, I'll, I'll hand this over. I'll place okay. it in Luke's capable hat. There's a chance that you haven't been listening to the podcast since its inception, or at least not in 2013 when we started talking about it. But we were massive supporters of Broadchurch when it began in 2013. We were even lucky enough to speak to some of the stars and writer Chris Chibnall gave uh, us some of his time as well for a Skype chat that Pulling he made out of fun. Pauline Quirk's dog was elusive, but we did track them down. <laughs> yeah. um, the f- then the second series happened. I was less convinced. No, fact, no, 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 no. In no, fact, no, no, angry. No, 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 no. The end of the first series happened and you weren't happy. Well, no, I, well, I, that was that was never going to please everybody. But That I, was a minor, a minor quibble. A minor yeah. quibble with an otherwise really strong and exciting series. Oh, OK. Second series happened and I was really angry that it... Was a thing, ah. and Matt, Matt watched it and was sort of like, "Well, where's it going?" Will Gary be. was ever the optimist, thinking, using his phrase, "It's going somewhere." So this starts off, and what what I will say, and I say this in the review at the website, thecustardtv.com, it starts off wasting no time. We meet uh, Trish Winterman, played by uh, Coronation Street's. Julie Hesmental or Happy Valley's Julie Hesmental sitting on the police uh, station steps because it isn't open and she didn't want to bother anyone but she tells the guy that she's been attacked he calls in Olivia Coleman with David Tennant eagle-eyed viewers will perhaps remember that David Tennant left Broadchurch at the end of series two but is remarkably back for uh, mm. this third series uh, which is set three years since the end of the last and it starts very promisingly there was some great attention to detail that chris Mm. chibnall and team took to make sure that everything about the center that they take julie's character to sort out all the rape stuff was as authentic and genuine it was very line of duty wasn't it it was very line of duty it was very killing i was it was very almost documentary style there was very little music it was all yes. very sort of clinical. It was, and... it was the I put in the review, and I'm going to stand by it and use it here. It was the quietest start to a series of broadchurch that's ever been, and it was all the better for it. It made it all the more compelling. It's a story of, um, you know, how this woman came to be in this situation. We learn later on that she attended her best friend's party, and there were fifty or sixty men, or was it seventy or eighty men? It was 60 out of 80 were men. Okay, 60 men at the party. So that gave Olivia and and David some work to do there. I was really enthralled. I I really was. But then, Mm. about half an hour in, my little heart sank. Because then we focus on Jodie Whittaker, who's conveniently becoming a sexual Mm. health advisor. What the odds of that, really? And uh, Mark Latimer, who has unwittingly written a book with boring newspaper editor. And then it becomes sort of soapy again and about two of the most boring characters to ever exist in a television drama, 
that I lost faith slightly. As I say in the review, you can read the review online now at the website, when the focus is on Olivia, Julie and David, it is almost perfect. When it's on anybody else, it's mm. it's. What about poor, the new characters really like uh, Lenny Henry? And, I think and Lenny Sarah Henry Parrish. was just playing a playing abrupt for abrupt sake. I mm. didn't like. Well, yeah, you only saw him in like one bit, didn't you? Yeah, Last but he annoyed you know, and, and, and surely they could have had then the uh, the party in a premier inn rather than a bar, and he could have probably yeah. got them a discount. Yeah, some sort of discount. Yeah. The one thing as well you said in your review about the, this being a who done it about a rape rather than a murder. And I completely agree, you know. It, you, it, I didn't know quite how to No, no, I think that. you did that well. I mean, at the moment, you know, we've had far too many dramas based around sort of sexual abuse of, like, women or children. You know, Apple Tree Yard was sort of based all around a rape, Unforgotten, of course, and, and The Last Lane is a line of duty to an extent. But I think mm-hmm. we've had a lot of it, and it does feel quite uncomfortable. And this, they, they all dealt with it sensitively. Well, certainly, I mean, Unforgotten and Line of Duty did. I didn't... Carry on with Apple Tree Yard to see, but it, you know this is sort of more of a classic who done it, as you said in your review. If it was a murder, even if it was really grisly, going back to like Agatha Christie and things like that, we mm-hmm. we desensitised to having a murder be a who done it. Yes, Whereas that's what I mean. Rape, rape is much more of a personal thing. You know, yeah. it's a much more of an intimate, and it's not. I just it is an uncomfortable thing that is based around the rape of a uh, of a woman uh, even though as you say julie is is just brilliant what, what were your thoughts well I, I i think for once we're all in agreement i i do think the stuff with david tennant olivia carman julie hessendala was the best bits of the show um it, it, you know it felt real it felt genuine um i liked the fact that when they were kind of doing the job they were talking you know low voices but as soon as they were on their own it was back to this very witty snappy dynamic um, what worries me is the fact that beth latimer is now going to mm. be in most of julie's scenes most of trish's scenes and well, i really found her grating i'd forgotten her sort of her accent that really got on my nerves i don't think she'll be by her side in these next few episodes maybe when you get to maybe I the unveiling of who did I it think she, no and, she and will kind of she's going to be fr- she's going to be front and center and there's going to be times where she's going to be in Olivia well, this is a character David. you know this is a character yeah. you know we're not oh yeah i know i don't i don't disagree that she's going to be important and as you say the unresolved differences between her and olivia coleman's character are, are going to be a device which yeah which absolutely either works but, or like, but that's what i'm saying saying that... like um we don't trust you just to spend time with this new character we need someone that you're comfortable with to be with this character by the, by her side and I just don't, I disagree with that. I think she did such a good job in that first half an hour of making us care about Trish and everything. Yeah. And as you said yeah. in your review, there's certainly a, certainly a BAFTA nomination next year for Julie. I think she's just brilliant. I did really enjoy the first episode. I have to say, overall, when you when you sort of think back at after you've watched it, I would agree the first half hour was certainly better than the second half hour um, as, as you widen the story. My, my hope, again, and I, I, I'm prepared to have a little bit of hope, is that because of the subject matter, you'll get much more of the police procedural than the soapy stuff. Yeah, uh, a couple just... of comments under the oh, review. No. Somebody says here, as soon as the latter has appeared on screen, you could feel the potential for the series being completely sucked out of the show. Should have really stopped after the first series. I shan't be bothering with it next week. There's too much other good stuff on. I think we're all in. Only sort of a sense of duty, really, because it's Broadchurch, yeah. and it's almost like a brand that outlasted its welcome for me. If there's yeah. anything else, 
after watching yeah. that first episode. I don't know if I would be staying with it. No, I'm not sure either. I think Chris Chibnall has a love for the Latimer family that the audience don't necessarily share. I don't know quite why he wants to keep putting them front and centre. Well, you say the audience don't share. It got a decent rating last night from what I read. So but I'm it would have done billion. anyway. I mean, D- David Tennant and Olivia Colman are the draw. You won't get a better pairing on no, telly than that. Sure. I read your review and I think I agree with almost every point that you made and what we've just talked about there. Yeah, I mean, as you say, I think as we go on, the Latimers will be all over this and, and it will be what could have been a, a good series. And I just, as I said before, I'm uncomfortable with sexual abuse being like, used as a whodunit, like a plot device. Saying that, He's prime bullshit. suspect 1973. Yeah, yeah. That, by the way, mon- Monday, 9 o'clock, ITV Broadchurch continues. It's on for the next eight weeks. Prime suspect 1973, which was previously called uh, Tennyson. Yeah. Uh, is yes. The prequel to uh, Prime Suspect, oddly. Does Stephanie Martini as... Uh, I didn't see her shaking at any point, though. Or stirred. She was a little bit stirred at point. As the young Jane Tennyson, she's sort of thrust into this case that involves the murder of a young girl, a young prostitute, who was uh, strangled with her own bra strap. Am I right yep. so far? Because this is the 1970s, there's a lot of sexism. At, where, you know, she's, she's disrespected by a male boss, made to make tea and coffee for the officers, including uh, Blake Harrison and his uh, very uh, supporting moustache. Um, that's the best acting by a moustache on an in-betweener I've ever seen. can I just say that during the first 10 minutes of this show I had a real flashback to you do you remember Inspector Monkfish from uh, the Fast Show pull your niggas up and make me a cup of tea it was a bit it was very yeah. cliched in the first 10 minutes um, and then there's an also another sort of story going on involving Alan Armstrong who's in prison and he's trying to organise a bank heist because his wife's being his wife's played by Ruth Sheen who at the beginning of the episode is sort of um, mugged mugged and saved by uh, Tennyson. And then um, later on we find there's a connection to like Alan Armstrong being in the prison and everything like that. What, what do you think, Luke? I have to say I was pretty disappointed. In fact, I was really disappointed. I was a big fan of Jane Tennyson in Prime Suspect. I watched all of them. Unfortunately... I didn't believe that what I was... Unlike Endeavour, which you can't help but compare this mm. to, I just didn't believe her as a young Jane Tennyson stroke Helen Mirren. I didn't I didn't. Well, buy she, it. Said, uh, she said, hasn't she, that she's not doing a Helen Mirren impression. She wants to make the character her own. The atmosphere and the period was too in-your-face, and it was all... Yeah, like Endeavour. The reference is... Yeah, because Endeavour like in the life background. on Mars in yeah. spi- on well, speed. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if you're going to do a 1970s crime drama sort of flashback, you're going to draw comparisons to Life on Mars, and Life on Mars was brilliant, and this was anything but. And all the all the compar- all the sort of references were really shoehorned in, like, oh, did you have you not heard of Watergate? That's a big thing now. I know, oh, that's a big thing. Whiskey in the yeah. jar, Thin Lizzy, blah blah blah. Yeah, the first five minutes was like, <laughs> yeah, oh, it this was is set in the 1970s. This is set in the 1970s. What you said about Stephanie Martini not being like Helen Mirren, I I think she's not like the character because she's quite timid. She's quite no. well spoken. It is based on a book. That yes, Linda LaPlante wrote, and Linda LaPlante, the creator of the character in the Prime Suspect series, apparently didn't agree 
with Stephanie getting uh, the lead role and walked away from the project. Yeah, he's but been said, adapted by a gentleman called Glenn Laker, whose previous credits include Vera and Home Fries. <laughs> so the mystery of why I didn't enjoy it is plain for all to see. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just... I wasn't going in because you've accused me before, and quite rightly so on a lot of occasions, of going in with certain pre preconceptions and aspirations and, mm. and feelings of what it might be like. I was unimpressed i th- i thought they I sort of the time period was just too in your face it's in the background it's endeavor endeavor tips its hat but endeavor to the is, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. with endeavor and with john evans's performance you get an impression of the character you know he's not full inspector morse but you get these sort of you know these these elements of the character but i, I, I think as there. well from when you compare you mentioned the um Watergate thing, okay? Compare how badly that was done to how well Call the Midwife introduced the Cuban Missile Crisis in their episode this week. It's as if they've said, right, we want to do this show in the 70s. Mm. Let's try and make everybody know we're in the 70s, you know, so we'll have a lot of... um, But they've got that in the title. It's not called Prime Suspect 1993. You mentioned Stephanie Martini. I just think all all of the acting was atrocious in this. I mean, what's his name? Sam Reed, who was playing the main Uh. sort of officer. He was just bizarre. His accent, I don't know what he was trying to do. Land 101. Land, yeah. Oh, the best performance for Hopefully me in this was, um, was love. That's how you get better. I mean, how blooming all Jessica was... Gurning, I thought, was probably the best thing in this. Is the sort of sort of more bubbly female, you know, her mate, the other WPC. No, I, it's an opportunity missed, unfortunately. Uh, but if you want to find out for yourself, you may disagree. Prime Suspect, nineteen seventy-three, Thursdays at nine o'clock hey. on ITV. It's the same story for six weeks. the drama of the week the big drama new drama of the week the replacement <laughs> oh my god what's it called <laughs> the replacement uh, yeah. which was new on uh, bbc is it World new by on any tuesday night old school psychological sort of almost quite soapy thriller starred uh, morvan christie as ellen a uh, architect who uh, she just sort of starts gets a promotion just as the episode begins they've just won a big contract for uh, designing a new library in uh, this is Edinburgh because I recognised it as Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, there's probably you and I getting caught in the rain in the yeah. second episode and drinking pina coladas. Um, and get um... <laughs> we are so contemporary. Oh, okay. We need to do go back to that later. No, it's that song. It's a song. If you like pina coladas, yeah, I know. Oh, but how did that relate to you two? It, oh. <laughs> oh my god, because we were caught in the rain. Cause, I can only do this once a week. <laughs> you don't. How have we managed this for five years? I don't know. <laughs> um, I was on a lot of medication yeah, at one point. Basically, um, early on in the episode, just after getting the promotion and winning the contract for this library, uh, she finds out she's pregnant with her um, former therapist turned husband, uh, played by Richard Rankin. So she's looking for her replacement, as the title would suggest, uh, and she meets uh, Vicky McClure's character, Paula. She hasn't had the, the success. She's had a few minor successes, but nothing ma- major. She left 
um, architecturing to um, be a mother. Is that herself. a phrase? <laughs> is that a phrase? She left uh, architecturing. Uh, so she's come back to the sort of the profession after a ten-year gap to be a mum. At first, sort of uh, Ellen's colleagues are a bit suspicious of Paula. Haven't mummed her as much as uh, Ellen does, but then it sort of turns. You know, Paula's going to a lot of meetings and not telling her. There's a lot of things happening where it feels like she's being pushed out ahead of her maternity leave. Um, and and Paula's always saying, you know, well, I'm doing this because you want to look after the baby and yeah. you've got to look after your health. And, yeah, because yeah. she's been a mother, she's been there, and she feels mm. like almost like she's being patronised. I was going to tell you once I'd had confirmation I'd been playing phone tag with his PA. I didn't think you'd want to be copied in on all that. Copy me on everything. I don't know how to say this to you without sounding really patronising. Go for it. Okay, you want to be on top of everything, and I understand that, but it's honestly not possible, and you will make yourself ill. I nearly had a breakdown clinging on to my old life. I mean, never mind a baby. Once that's on your CV, you really are screwed. This isn't going to be my old life, Paula. Just because you decided to jack it in and stay at home for ten years doesn't mean that I'm going to. Forget ten years. I'm talking about right now. You're never going to be pregnant again for the first time, but there will be other buildings. What you're going through right now is a million times more meaningful than whether or not the library gets a skylight. I want you to stop cutting me out of conversations with my client and my bosses. I honestly never meant to do that. I thought I was doing you a favour, of course. Great. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're going through the most amazing, wonderful time of your life. Don't treat it like an inconvenience. Are you sure it's not you that's clinging on to your old life? Maybe you'd just rather be at home with Karis. Maybe you don't like being around someone that doesn't take motherhood so deadly seriously. I do like being around you, and I am really sorry if I've insulted you. I asked you in here to talk about work, that's it. I was just trying to look out for you. You're not here to look out for me? We learn as well that Ellen's got has had in the past, as I mentioned, you know, her husband used to be a therapist. She had some psychological issues previously uh, following her mother's death. So uh, there's there's the hint that maybe she's overly paranoid and now she's she's becoming a mother. 
So there's sort of things creeping in there. Eventually, she has to leave the company after uh, having a fall at the site that the library's being built. The end of this, uh, her boss, uh, played by Neve McIntosh, has a fall at the site and, and drops to her death. After saying, come to the site, I've learned something, blah, blah, blah. And so was she, did she fall or was she pushed? I'll put Gary on first because we, we were having a little chat before and Gary, you didn't finish this. No, my no! I got forty minutes. Did, in. Was it? Can I? Sorry, Gary. Oh can I just ask? Can I just ask? Yeah. Is it because uh, we watched it on the preview site and you haven't got any access to subtitles and they were all speaking quite broad Scottish? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Uh, no, I, I was watching it on the preview site and my internet connection went down about forty minutes in. And do you know what? I wasn't inspired to go back and finish it. I was bored. I didn't like it. It was too slow. Uh, I didn't buy many of the relationships. I thought Dougray Scott was possibly the best character in it. Hmm. Wow, I'd forgotten <laughs> he was in it. Well, no, but that's the thing. I don't, I don't think there was any great acting in it. But I just didn't get this whole kind of like single white female thing that apparently it's supposed to be. Can I pick up on some of the thing Gary said? Because I do agree with some of the things Gary said and some, some of the things I disagree with. I always stick with the drama and I think I am going to stick with this. I mean, it's only three episodes, so... Yeah. Mm. I think the the style it is, and I do think it is sort of a hand that writes the cradle single, like a yes, sort of trashy melodrama. If you view it as a, you know, this is sort of almost like a trashy thing, like a soapy drama. I didn't drama. think it was trashy. Or... I, we'll get to you, Luke. Nothing about this felt real, but I did enjoy it, and I disagree that the acting wasn't good. I thought Vicky McClure was excellent, and Morven Christie as well, who I haven't always been a massive fan of. I liked her in Murder last year. They were a little bit over the top, but they needed to be for this sort of style of drama. I can see why Gary didn't last all the way on this. I, it's not his thing. I liked that it made me think, well, is this just Morven Christie's the way the pregnancy hmm. is affecting her. Is she viewing things through different eyes but because she's Did you jealous? believe these were actual characters who lived in the actual real world? Or did you see these as two actresses giving quite good performances um, in a psychological thriller? I'm going to watch it again tonight with yeah. the folks. And it'd be interesting now that you've what, put those... You know what I, you I, know what I mean? Actually, you know what I, I mean? Spoke, you know I suppose we said a similar thing about Dr. Foster, didn't we? It was I mean, I, bl- I, bought, I bought into Dr. Foster more than I bought into this. Dr. Foster was sort of grounded more in reality, I think, because you got to see her at her practice. I couldn't buy into their world. Again, I know I use this quite a lot. You did but use it on Apple Tree Yard, Apple Tree but I agreed Yard. with you on that. But I yeah. think this is... I, I, I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Apple Tree Yard, I think. Oh, yeah, really? I, I, no, well, no, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. You I'm, didn't get through Apple You didn't watch all of Apple Tree Yard, no, I did know. you? I don't know. <laughs> you got bored for episode two and turned that off. I suppose you got through more of Apple Tree Yard than he did. It's all relative with our Gary. It's all relative. He's a real enigma. To talk about it and not praise Morgan Christie and Vicky McClure is Yeah, is no, wrong. I agree. I think the performances are definitely the best thing about it. I do like these sort of trashy dramas but the, the I wouldn't thing... have used that word if you hadn't but it, it, but it is it feels like a sort of trashy novel like this sort of this woman I can, yeah I sort of see it the, yeah, the accident that Neve McIntosh has was really sort of old school sort of casualty falling off did, a ladder did it, type did thing. It, you didn't see it coming or did, did you? you I didn't see it no. coming well I sort of did because there was a spoiler on the side of the previews thing I know doesn't that drive you mad so I, uh, no, I think I, we're three different levels on here Gary's 
completely switched off on it. I'm going to yeah. carry on because it's only three yeah. episodes, but if there's any more, I probably wouldn't, and Luke yeah. loves it. I just thought it was something different. No, I don't love it. I just <laughs> thought it was something I thought it was something very e- easy to watch for a start, <laughs> which that, in yeah. terms of recent BBC drama, Apple Tree Yard wasn't that easy to watch. It no. was kind of annoying. SSGB was a real slog. Sherlock was not very easy to watch. Oh, the this was the f- easy watch. Me and Gary. Well, yeah, but, but this one... I thought, you know, it was easy to watch. It was good yeah, performances. Yeah, no, I agree compared to those. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So the podcast takes a bit of a turn here. We had to stop there and re-record some bits late at night. But I had people sleeping upstairs, so I'm sort of speaking in sort of hushed tones. So this is the part of the podcast where I sound like Barry White, but Gary and Matt sound normal. Enjoy. Catastrophe uh, was back this week. This is the third series of uh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan's sitcom. Now, Gary um, watched about half of the first episode and gave up, didn't you? Yeah, didn't didn't quite like the language, don't know why. Yeah, a bit of choice. Yes. Luke, you watched both series all the way through. Me, I myself, did. I think I watched all of series <laughs> and the first two episodes of series two, I think. Do you remember why that was? I think just I I sort of lost not lost the rhythm of it but it sort of it fell out of my routine of what I was watching that week I can't remember was it November of of yeah. uh, twenty fifteen Yeah it was an odd one it very rarely happens it's almost American in model it started in January twenty fifteen to a lot of acclaim from critics and fans alike Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney having met on Twitter and wrote the sitcom and then the second series um, was on in November as Matt says of the same year so it happens very rarely if ever but it jumped three years didn't it the second series it was series. really strange yeah they already had they already had their son at three yeah he was, oh, right. he was just being first, born in the first the series. first series I think was a lot the, the pace of the first series was a lot faster it was about this couple who met and then she got pregnant, they decided to stay together, and the first series was all the lead-up to the birth, and then the second series, you uh, flash forward, she's just had her second child. I felt it sort of slowed down, and that's why I stopped watching. I watched this the first episode of the third series and sort of ascertained that she almost had an affair with, like, a younger man. Uh, no, just, it wasn't an affair, it was like a one-night A one-night stand, stand. Yeah. couldn't remember if she'd slept with him or not, got the morning after pill and he found the receipt rob found the receipt for it and um that's basically isn't it luke that's sort of where we yeah, are that's basically and where we first, are first episode is her trying to remember what happened and him trying to get to the bottom of it and they're sort of asking their friends mark bonner and ashley jensen pop up briefly in this i wish they they'd been on on screen for more time what did you think luke of this first episode i quite like this but I am sort of don't know whether I like it because... Well, basically, I like Sharon Horgan and Rob Delaney. They're a very believable pair on screen. A lot of the dialogue just does sound like them chatting rather than, you know, spewing lines from the script. Like, They've got really like believable we, chemistry. What we were saying about Olivia Coleman and David Tennant at the beginning mm. of the podcast when we were mm. at Church, nice sort of synchronicity. I don't find it hysterically funny. And I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think the characters are well-drawn and it's believable that they're having this tension because they got together on a whim. You know, as as the title suggests, it was a catastrophe. And now there's sort of tension between them. There's that scene at the end where he she sort of revealed what she did 
and he's like, you know, I don't want you to sleep on the sofa. Then she tries to sort of snuggle up to him and then says, oh, maybe it would be better if you did. And that all felt very real. But at the same time, I have to say, I didn't laugh. And that begs the question, do you have to laugh at a sitcom for it to be a good sitcom? Stop it. Stop what? You're giving me the massive cold shoulder. Why are you doing that? You're making me feel shit. I'm not making you feel anything. Well, then you're projecting your bad mood onto me. Or... Am I? At least I'm not getting secret electrolysis on my nipples. Uh, what? That was a special offer. You're going through my emails. You've never done that before. Why now? Who are you doing that for? Me. I'm tired of plucking them. It takes a second. It takes more than a second, and it was a special offer. The jokes about, like, Brexit and Trump that just seemed like they were there just for the trailer. I know you think I'm a terrible person, but I guess I was, I was angry. Don't do that. Don't blame me. I was upset about the money you gave Fergal and, and the French hussy and, and the fact that, you know, you wouldn't apologise or admit that you'd done anything wrong. And, you know, it's a tough time. There's a lot of t- Brexit... You know, you're a new president. Don't put that on me. Well, I'm just saying it's, it's a tough time. I think they missed a trick. They they teased the storyline of Sharon's dad's dementia last series, which was used and then quickly forgotten. I know that it doesn't have to be at the forefront, but I think they could have done some really interesting stuff with that. And it doesn't mind telling stories of a different kind. I just worry that it hasn't really told stories. This episode wasn't about anything particularly... Bit. No, no, no. I suppose it was just sort of clearing up from the sort of, I suppose, cliffhanger of the last series. Carrie Fisher sort of looms large over this mm, as Rob's mm. mum when she'll be coming back. She is, yeah. She, she. Yeah. Th- apparently, prior to this, they've only done things with her for a day and they had her for a week uh, mm. shooting this. So, presumably, uh, she's going to be a, a, a big presence in this new series. It's also big on Amazon in the US. They love it over there as well, or at least critics do. So it's got this sort of... I think when it become, when things become big like that, they kind of lose their charm. Yeah, it's like... Not quite... I, I mean, I think that's why we like this country so much, because no one else watches it. Do you, do <laughs> Although you, at the same do... time, we'd like people to watch it. Yeah. Do you feel compelled to watch the next one? I might do, just out of good grace to... The... The, the characters really but I I'm not in any any big rush to do it I might rest it like Gary does <laughs> it's not going anywhere put it down it's not going anywhere uh, Catastrophe continues Tuesday nights opposite inside number 9 at 10 o'clock which seems a shame because they're both uh, I would imagine just, they've both got a similar fan base. the crossword episode I really enjoyed of inside number I, 9 yes. I noticed that there's, there's a bit of what I call congestion uh, what was it? Um, no. Television congestion at the moment. Give it yourself, Gary. Oh, all right. Tell no, me. no, no, no. Oh. Like tonight, tonight <laughs> uh, Tuesdays at ten, you've got this new nightly show, which we're not going to talk about. This, you know, catastrophe, as you say, and inside number nine. Mondays at nine, there appears to be quite a lot of programs. There was Inside the Lords and Broadchurch, and then next week you've got Mutiny. Why? Why is everybody Different sort of audiences, up? I would think. Man, I know, because... but then why? Why are they all coming out on the? I mean, I, why are they all coming? Why aren't they spreading them out? This, ha- it... this is what happens. We're not America. Well, this is what we do. It, it's always dull in the summer, but this sort of time in the autumn, it's usually programs finish, programs start, it's programs finish, programs spring. start. I was oh. listening to a podcast from a US critic, and they were saying how the US is now adopting our model. Well, I would not... agree. Certainly the length of the series, as we were talking yeah. about 20 Legacy the other week, only being a 12. And mm. obviously and the this good is us is only an 18. 
the good fight is a 10 and i suppose like i suppose it's half the british model and half like the cable model isn't it because the cable but what it but it, what they're also doing is they they used to you know say family guy finished they would just show family guy repeats in its place but now they're when something finishes Straight they're replacing show, it with yeah. a new show which never used to happen this is when you would have got a bit you know let's, let's say monday nights you know when as soon as um silent witness finished you'd probably get a few repeats of i don't know what was that one with what was the one where dennis waterman sang the theme tune new Little, tricks. um Mind new tricks, tricks. New tricks. You get a couple of old new tricks before the on the on the up Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a nice contemporary reference. This time of year is normally like this. Right. Well, the, 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 the feeling is that more people are in because it's cold outside, and in the summer yes, it's that's hot. How it works. I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. If you only just work that out. No, no, but I mean, it, it just feels like a, that is an old. I think that is an old-fashioned model. If that's yes. what you're going for, Gary, yeah. because now people don't watch TV when it's on. So literally, after a series to watch in the summer, it's always like this with new shows. But it just so happens the new shows that are on at the moment are stuff we like, so it seems like we're watching a lot. I remember a couple of years ago in January, it felt like there was nothing on. There were still loads of new shows, but we yeah. just didn't like those shows. So, um, Well, I know like, my a... brother does, is basically him and his fiance just go, what series do we want to watch next on Netflix? Watch this series, what, and then what are we going to watch? You know, he yeah. doesn't know what's on the telly or anything like that. If, but I think, I know, I think there's I know kind of like a of... sliding scale. There's like people, as you say, watch BBC One, only then there's those that watch the freeview channels those that have got sky then those that know what programs to watch on catch up or record and then there's the netflix amazon sort of generation which, who... is, the, which is what most people but sort of if, yeah. say something like a broad church or the replacement popped up on netflix uh, matt the day after it had been on bbc one would your brother watch it because he thinks it's cool because it's on netflix not, I don't think it thinks it's cool, but it's just it's e- it's easily accessible. There is this oh, if it's on Netflix, it's going to be good sort of attitude. I don't, think, isn't I, I don't think I don't think it's the attitude about it being on Netflix is good. I just think it's easier to watch for that. It's just I think as well, I think as well. Don't forget, a lot of people want to watch the next one straight away, and Netflix normally it's gives not, you that option. If you've got this perception of uh, people wanting to watch Netflix because it's cool, it's because it's there in the series that are on Netflix. Mm. And, and there's no and there's no adverts on Netflix. Mm. But I and... think rather than and you can just watch everything at once. But I know a lot of people do do that. The Netflix or the um, Skybox sets as well. You know that yeah. sort of thing. Do people you know still buy listings magazines? Who, um... who are you talking? To? Either of you. Not as far as I, know, I, I, know I mean, I don't buy listings magazines anymore. No, I don't. I know my uncle does. I think less and less now. He sort of well, my my, he my buys like the fifty p cheap ones. My stepdad buys the, you know. uh, subscribes to the Times, so he just uses the you know the culture magazine yeah. for the Times. They have a full. Because if you I missed used to the subscribe to the Radio Times, and I I I couldn't justify the cost anymore because I wasn't ditto. I wasn't really reading it as much as I used to as a magazine, even. If you're not watching telly as telly, you're also not seeing the trailers for the new stuff. So I wondered how yeah. people found out. But about... I think don't forget all the all the new TV show, all the new TVs and the new services that you get tell you what's coming up. It's not like in the old days where if you wanted to know what was coming up on BBC One, you had to know the schedule. You had to have the Radio Times or the TV Times. Whereas now you can flip forward on your remote control and it will tell you, oh yeah, eight o'clock's that, nine o'clock's that. 
you can set reminders, you can set records. You, you never could do that before. Upstairs, Are we still podcasting, or is this just us chatting? I don't know. I'll decide <laughs> when I listen back. This just in for your entertainment. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. My God, you are pure television. Guaranteed. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. This is where <laughs> that was going. <laughs> shall, shall I say it as well? Pick of the week. Pick of the week. What do we want to go for? This is where we look at the seven days ahead of us and see what's on the telly. Let's sing and dance for comic relief. Uh, the reunion of Mel and Sue, or Sue and Mel, whichever way around you want to put it, uh, for comic relief. This leads into the fact that you've got another comic relief coming somewhere in March. I think about three or four weeks away, and uh, this you've just started. worked that out based on <laughs> basically just worked that out based on math, on mathematics, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. They're normally fun. There's a good mix of comedians. Friday the twenty fourth of March, Gary. There, there you, you are. Thank you very much. He's right then. To be fair, so yes, so that's, that's Saturday, BBC One. Um, I'm assuming Gary. it clashes with the takeaway, which means it probably won't get a huge audience. What, the one that's coming to your door? They're supposed to be di- stopping now since you had the food diary. How's the food diary going, by the way? Food diary's going okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, this evening was lamb chops, as it should be. Oh, well done. What did you have them with? A uh, bit of mint sauce, uh, <laughs> roast, uh, boiled potatoes, <laughs> and uh, peas and sweet corn. My, my pick <laughs> of the week is uh, Travel Man on 8.30 on uh, Channel 4. Yes. Richard Ioadi in uh, St. Petersburg with uh, Rob Beckett, who I believe is from Lewisham, Gary. That's right, he's got big teeth. Right, and also mine is Mutiny, Monday and Tuesday, 9 o'clock, Channel 4. Kind of looks interesting from the trailers, that's all I've got to go off. At Luke Custard TV, if you want to get in touch with us, with me on Twitter, at Matt's TV Bites for Matt, at The Gary Show for Gary, and um, facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. Rate us on iTunes. What, have, what haven't I done? YouTube, we're on there. YouTube.com forward slash the custard TV. And as always, drop us an email. We're doing a special yeah. podcast. Matt has the details for that. Matt has all the details. You know, maybe it's like a, a helpline. Custard TV reviews at gmail.com. Send us some what, questions. I, send us some what, comments. Send us your love. Send us some what, money. What kind of questions do we want? I mean, you basically, you can ask us about telly. Because yes. we know a bit about that, apparently. Us. Or you could just ask us general questions about us. But like, no yeah. sort of brain teasers or no, what's well, the capital of Outer Mongolia? Ulaanbaatar, by the way. But there you go. Thanks. <laughs> oh, God. But you, so you is... can ask us, you know, like things like, did we ever complete the 1982 Panini World Cup sticker book? <laughs> Me? Yeah. You two? I doubt it. Because we weren't alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, but to be fair though, don't ask that one because I've answered it. Right. Maybe you could ask what other Panini sticker books Gary completed. Yes. I thought you could only eat Paninis and then they collect them. <laughs> yeah, before, it's an, it is the sticker book of Paninis. <laughs> like, just Gary's favourite <laughs> Paninis. Okay, so that's that. Um, we'll be there on the podcast soon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.